to the Opinionated Bench Women's Podcast, Episode 6. And we're here with Ramon. Our boy Los is out of commission right now. He's taking care of some business, so he wasn't able to record with us this episode. But we just want to let him know that we salute him, and we, we can't wait till he get back to discuss sports with us. But me and Ramon, we're going to hold it down for you. Yeah, shout What's out to my boy Los, man. Shout out to him. We know he's going to hold it down next time we record. Uh, once again, like you said, it's Ramon. I'm here. Just ready to get it going and talking again, bro. So let's let's just run it, man. Yeah. So let's start off. How you doing, man? How's everything? Going? Man, I'm good, bro. Everything's going well, bro. It's a good day, bro. Sun shining, all that, bro. It's good. Yeah, the weather's been pretty nice. Uh, well, the playoffs. You know, everything is going well with the playoffs. I think there's been some, I guess some. You know, I would say some, I guess, some weird things happening. Yeah. You don't really know at this point what's going to go, what's going to happen, you know, with the Cavs going down yeah. 0-2, and now they're, you know, they was able to, you know, squeeze one out. Yeah. Well, now, well, now they, they squeeze they one blow out. out. <laughs> they blew yeah. them out, but. What do you think? You think LeBron, you know, in his press conference, he's saying that uh, he, he doesn't lose any sleep on it. You know, this was when they went down 0-2. Yeah. And then I saw a report from Bleacher Report, shout out to Bleacher Report, where he said he came out and said in the press conference that he does lose sleep uh, when he loses games in the playoffs. And yeah. that it's never a comfortable yeah. time. I'm going to give my <laughs> I mean, opinion on that, but what yeah, you think about I, I mean, I, like you said, he really talking out of both sides. I'm always like, he said on this end, I'm relaxed, I'm chilling, I'm good. And then on the other end, that he, he worried about it. And maybe some people, you know, I think LeBron can't sometimes be a little bit of a people pleaser so he may have heard some people that almost felt like nah you should be worried about this you know mj would have been worried about it or, or kobe would have been worried about it they wouldn't yeah. have been just you know breathing it over being down oh two um so i don't know it may be a little it may be a little bit of both but i think he is in, in a sense you know you you got to be worried about that i mean you're trying to go for a championship you trying to win it all and so Anytime you see things not, I guess, 100% going that way and, you know, you're not getting totally all the help you need, I think you got to have a little bit of concern, though. Definitely. And, you know, when he said that, I'm like, LeBron says a lot of questionable things uh, that points to his mentality. And that's, you know, I gain respect of what he does on the floor. But as far as a mentality, my favorite player is Kobe Bryant. And I never hear Kobe Bryant ever throughout his career be satisfied with losing or say that he's not losing sleep, saying that he's more concerned about, you know, seeing his wife and kids and everything and his mom. And that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Good, they, but, yeah, you need to have that. But, yeah, you but know, you're a competitor, you're man. Yeah. Like, you know, just because you're worried about losing doesn't matter, doesn't, doesn't mean that you can't worry about your fa- your family. So it's just little things, sound, sound bites like that, that every time I gain a little more respect for LeBron, it's kind of like, man, he just not – you know, he's the new age mentality because I know when Kobe losing, when Kobe lose. As a he, rough know, dude to be yeah, around. Like, right. you, you almost like, yeah. Like you said, he going to be truly concerned about it. Like, he going to be up countless hours, whether it's him getting up at 3 a.m. and going and having to shoot around or something like that. Like, it's not going to be that he just, you know, sleeping yeah. easy and resting easy. He going to make sure that, you know, okay, I might be down with this, but I'm going to do whatever I can right now to get out of this hole. So if I got to be up and I, if I got to lose sleep yeah. to go and get this win, then I'm going to lose sleep. You yeah, know? and then, you know, we say MJ and Kobe, which are the, you know, I guess the staples of competitiveness, but you got Kevin Garnett, you know, you got Paul Pierce, you got uh, Rajon Rondo, 
you know, so many championship decorated players. Uh, throw some more players in because I just named three Celtics. Yeah, you got to get all the Celtics, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you, you got your, your Scotty Pippen, Pippen your you Tim know, Duncan. Yeah, Tim, you know, guys that just weren't satisfied with losing. And, you know, I mean, apparently, you know, he got into, you know, whatever they did, whatever he told his supporting cast. You know they, you know they came and played ball, and you know they was able to blow blow out the Celtics. You know, so you know, where do you see the series going? So, Honestly, know. still looking at it, this one is a tough one for me because I, I, it's hard for me to ever get off my pick. You know, I had my picks before the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I was still, of course, everybody feels good about the Golden State pick. Like, I mean, I'm a, yeah. I always feel good about they that. They got that on lock. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, I've been riding with my Cleveland pick for a while. The way the series is going, though, I I still think that Boston is going to take it eventually. You think I, so? I still. It's very tough. It's still tough to 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 go against LeBron. I mean, you talk about seven straight trips to the finals. You yeah. talk about him basically owning the Eastern Conference. You know, for almost a decade at this point. Uh, so it's still tough to go against him. But I still think at the end of the day, like Boston, they just. To me, as a team, as a unit, collectively, they just play so much better as a team. They so sound defensively. Like, they communicate so much on that side of the ball. You know, you saw the Cavs step it up in Game 3, their defense, but... A lot of times, Cavs defense is all over the place. You seeing teams get open mm-hmm. jump shots left and right. The Celtics, they, they communi- seem deflated. Yeah, the Celtics communicate so much on the floor, and even their ability, even when they get in a bad matchup, I don't know how much people are really seeing it, but their ability to even switch out of that matchup, like they may get in a bad switch, and then their defense goes in a scramble, and yeah. you see players moving around to where that mismatch that you just had, you don't have it. Yeah, you it's know, amazing. It, it, Coach yeah. Bradley got him playing great yeah. defense, but they also had ability. And you know, you said an interesting point, uh, which reminded me of Brian Windhorst, and you know, he covers a lot of the Cavaliers as well as the entire NBA. And one of the things that he said that was interesting and is so true. Uh, he kind of alluded to um, uh, Van Gundy, who calls the games. And, yeah. you know, in a sound bite, Van Gundy said during the game there, it just seems like the Cavs, when they make a mistake, it's like they're an old married couple rolling their <laughs> yeah, eyes at each other. Right. And Brian Winhurst brought up a good point. He was like, that, that's right, because they've been together for, for a long time. They're an older team. They've been together. So he's like, you know, what you're seeing is a result of a building of frustration, right. you know, that's already there, but it's heightened when, when a, right. you know, when turnovers are made or when, you know, a player might miss a wide open shot. And, you know, people don't understand, you know, the Cavs been together, this core's been good. They they hadn't really had to face the adversity that right. they have this season. Right. You know, they, you know, the team was bust up in the middle of the season, you know, and then when you got J.R. Smith, you know, he's yeah. been in the playoffs multiple years and, he doesn't score a single point. Right. You know, so, you know, at this point, you know, and then another point you brought up, which was good, is that LeBron, you never want to count LeBron out, but LeBron, you know, we saw in game two, they lost that game. He yeah, had a he triple balled double. Out, yeah. You know, so I don't think, I think for, for the first time, you could really look at the Cavs and say that their success is really predicated on this supporting cast. Yeah. You know, Jordan Clarkson minutes are, are, are minuscule. I, I like Jordan a lot, a former Laker. Former Laker, man. But, you know, you know, he's not getting the minutes he's he's usually getting. Uh Rodney Hood is just um he is unseen. Himself, bro. He's playing horrible. I, yeah, I don't he's know. He's been playing horrible since he got to the Cleveland. 
So, you know, and Larry Nance, you know, I, another Laker who I really, really like, I do feel like that the moment may be a little too big for him right. as well. So, you know, it's all predicated on that, on that, on right. that supporting cast. Right. But it, it, to me, this it brings up an interesting note, you know, and, you know, I may face some hate on this or even from LeBron fans. Is LeBron really making the guys around him better? Hmm. Is he is he making though? Is he elevating those guys around him, or do those guys just not have it in them? I mean, I, I mean, I think I would say that they don't they don't have it in them. Okay, okay. I think it's that he don't have. I mean, Jr. People don't want to say it, but I'll be the first to say it here on the Opinionated Benchwarmers podcast. Jr. is washed. <laughs> I don't. Th- I feel like his career at this point is reliant on uh, on LeBron yeah. because they're good friends. You know, back back right. in high school. You know, they've known each other for years. He's the reason why JR, the only reason he, you know, in New York it was supposed to be over for his career. But the reason why once, you know, LeBron said he wanted him, yeah. then they went and got him. You uh, know, so same with Amon, you know. Right. But Amon, you know, they it was either Amon or JR, and of right. course they're going to go with Amon. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, at this point he's washed. I think, Brett, you really actually just brought up a very key point on a really good point. Uh, okay, we talk about this situation that LeBron is in. We mm-hmm. talk about him not having his help, his support, and all this kind of stuff. But can at the same time, we almost say LeBron kind of put himself in this situation. You really look at it. The reason that they're capped out and the reason why they can't make the greatest deals, he got JR paid. He got Tristan Thompson yeah. paid. When, mm-hmm. you know, Shump was around, he, he was getting all his boys paid, essentially. He did. And so, from that... You had those ramifications with the salary cap, so now they're in a position where, of course, they can't just go out and just grab somebody or sign anybody. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have the the great trade assets. You you got rid of Kyrie, which, oh, man, you know, LeBron relied on him a lot. Yeah, he did. Um, and so now you can put yourself in a situation where you don't have that guy in Kyrie that can take over a game at any point. You got these other guys that are really role players. You got them paid. And so now I think you didn't almost... In a sense, he didn't kind of put them in a tough spot as the Cavs. And also, to him not being one to commit long-term and him saying, yeah. you know, I'm a constant. And, and I have no issue with that. I have no issue with him all always kind of having his foot on their throat and making sure that they always constantly are improving and all that kind of stuff. But is it fair to say that he kind of put them in this position? Yeah, I think when they're not winning, of course, it could be easily say that he LeBron pretty much ran the franchise in the ground because yeah. after this mess is done he's gone you know and, and, he's gone i think either way i think the only thing i don't even know i mean i would i would be i, I think you know it's safe enough to say that lebron is gone after this year yeah he's you out know, of i would say if, if maybe they were to look up and win a championship which isn't which i don't think will ever happen <laughs> you gotta have major injuries or something like that happening yeah. we don't want that to happen no but you know i think that essentially yeah he you know he definitely has ran this this you know Franchising yeah. the ground. I think he just—it was all for himself, right? You know, he, he wanted to win a championship, so that's what he said. Right. All he had to do. So not jumping the gun or anything right now, but you bring up the interesting point of you saying that you feel like he's completely out of that. That's mm-hmm. it after this season. Because the thing about it, like I said a couple of episodes ago, I know y'all don't want to hear it, Cavs fans. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and you got to officially say. That LeBron is not winning the championship this year. I don't think that, that, that I don't think I don't think Cavs fan exists. Right, that, it's LeBron fans. Right. <laughs> well, LeBron fans, you got to tell yourself it's not happening this year. Like there is no way that it's happening this year. He might find his way out of this Celtic series, maybe, 
But in the finals, once Golden State finally comes through in the West or whatever, he's not winning. So with that being said, and you saying that you think that he's going to go, where you think he might be leaning? What are you thinking? What well, you- I want to preface my statement by saying that no one knows where LeBron is going to go. You know, it's kind of like when he left the first time, he left Cleveland the first time, and which we found out later he was going to Miami. No one really knew where he was going to go. You know, it was yeah, speculated. Exactly. Right. Um, the spec, All the speculation now, and I guess I'll join the, the hype, is that he'll be going to Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only thing that I could really, you know, uh, point to where I can have, you know, when they're saying he, he's, he was, uh, him and his wife were looking for schools for his children. Yeah. And, you know, I never thought that small details like that mattered. But, you know, when you look back at it with Paul George, when the report came out, you know, that he was, uh, that there were moving bands in front of his house. And then, okay, what, next week it's reported that he's being traded to the Thunder. Yeah, peace. So, you know, details like that, you know, reports came out that he was looking for uh, schools for his kids. Yeah, he sent representatives know. out yeah, there. Yeah, during the All-Star break. So, you know, I think that with that being said, I think he'll end up in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of on that same end with you because the thing about it, of course, We've heard for a while, you know, we Lakers fans, mm-hmm. and we've heard that Lakers angle. Um, it's always mentioned, and I don't know, I don't know how Daryl Morey does it every offseason. Some type of way he creates a max cap, salary cap spot. <laughs> I don't know how he does it in Houston every yeah, single year. He's amazing, but, right? But we hear that kind of stuff. But I just think that to me, I don't know if LeBron is going to come out west. Like Golden State is in the west, and Golden yeah. State is not going anywhere. Right. So. You know, people talk about his finals record and losing in the finals and all this kind of stuff. But if you come to the West, honestly, you probably not going to even get there unless something crazy happens, which is a scenario we didn't thought of before. I don't know if we want to share it right now. Yeah. But a crazy L.A. scenario that could happen where a three-headed monster could be there. Yeah. Um, but I just I kind of see the Philly thing, like you saying, as well. I mean, he already got a relationship established with those guys. We know Ben Simmons looks up to him, you know, like, you know, yeah. that's, you know, that's like little bro, um, LeBron's little brother right there. Yeah. You know, you look at that, you put that squad together, that squad could come out of the East. Now, Boston going to be tough again right. next year as well with a healthy squad, but, you yeah. know, I just don't know if he comes to the West. Well, one thing about it, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, how could he go to Philly and Ben Simmons, or him and Ben Simmons are essentially the same player. I agree. Um, but I do think that, you know, the same thing was said with, well, you know, how is, you know, Chris Paul and James Harden going to coexist right. and they're both ball dominant. The thing about it, great players always figure it out. it out, man. But, you know, one thing I do think that's constant, Ben Simmons is going to have to learn how to shoot Gotta if LeBron's coming. If, he, get if LeBron comes to Philly, he has to get a jump shot. Right, he doesn't even. Yeah. He at this point, he doesn't even look for it. No, nah. he doesn't even look for it. Like if he's outside about ten feet, yes, yeah, he not even. Even he, runs on run though. Yeah. Back in the day when he couldn't shoot, well, he really still can't shoot, but right. he's better than what he used to be. Better, much better. He still would shoot that thing. Yeah, I've seen. I've literally seen Ben have a fifteen footer before, and literally no defender is there. He decides he's gonna keep dribbling and try to find and dish it off to somebody. Like he has to develop a jumper. They have to at least respect it enough. I know our bo- our boy Lonzo Ball doesn't have the best perimeter shot. We but know that. that but he'll still shoot that thing. Like you said, Ben won't even shoot it. So why as a defender, why am I going to close out? Yeah. Why am I going to come out there? Why am I just not going to pack the paint on you and make sure you know that you don't have a driving lane to the basket? Why am I going to come out there and try to defend you? And so if LeBron comes you know, and they are expected to play a lot of minutes together, you know, you're gonna have to play out ball. You know, 
he's going to his man going to clog up the lane oh. for LeBron's drive. Right, right. But I do think that it could work because I do think Brett Brown will probably stagger him and Ben's minutes. Yeah. In Houston, so, they, they stagger. Yeah, they stagger point. a lot, but I think to close out the game in the last four minutes, you know, he still, it's nowhere to avoid. He might, you know, with, with four minutes left in the game, with him and LeBron out there, because I would think that you would want being out there. You right. want your best, best players to be out there to close out the game. He's going to have to get a right. jump shot. So do we want to mention that three-headed monster I was talking about in L.A.? Or is well, that, man. Let them know. Yeah, there is potential. This could possibly happen. Of course, we would need a lot of things to align. But there's a possibility that you could see LeBron James, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard all play on the same team. Yeah. There is a possibility that that could happen. The Lakers, we have the young assets. And I'm saying we because we know we've established that we are Lakers fans. The Lakers have the young assets to go out there and make a deal for Kawhi. If they make that deal for Kawhi with some of those assets, it's tough, but maybe you can strap that Luau Dane contract on it if you give them enough asset-wise. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a, a Brandon Ingram. You're talking about maybe even having to give up Kuz, too, even though we don't yeah, like don't that. That's, that's tough. But if you did that and was able to get uh, Luau Dane's contract off, then you still able to go and get two matched guys at this point. And keep Randall. Right. And so you telling me that if you telling me that if LeBron and Paul George are looking at the Lakers and Kawhi Leonard is sitting there, you telling me Paul George not gonna be the first one to make that move, right? To come to LA. Definitely. And so then if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are sitting there in LA, you think LeBron ain't gonna Yeah, LeBron definitely gonna hop on that. That now that I think, is a, I think that's a team that could compete with the that Warriors. That could compete with the Warriors. That could compete. Like, that could compete that, with the Warriors. That, that's the only way I feel like he would come with if, if there's a team that is built and they genuinely yeah. could compete. They got to be. That's yeah. the team because then you're gonna have them, and I couldn't imagine them giving up Lonzo. You gonna have Lonzo running yeah. the show. Imagine them getting up and down. Getting the up floor. And down the imagine floor. them being able to switch everything. What can they not switch on the and floor then, at that point? And then Kawhi is not a you know a self selfish guy. He uh, played with the Spurs, so you know he's just gonna do what needs to be done. Right, that would be that would yeah. be crazy. He like I said, with the rent. Now know? I wanna I wanna you know make sure and like you said, kind of preface and say okay, we not saying that this is definitely gonna happen. Yeah. Like it's man, we yeah. not those Lakers fans that you see out there that say okay, yeah, we getting Paul George and LeBron yeah. and we gonna have Kawhi Leonard and then you know Carl Anthony Towns gonna come off the bench for us and then yeah. we might as well get Russell Westbrook and then you know Chris Paul gonna be a free agent. We can yeah. grab like we not those Lakers fans. So yeah. I just want to make sure it's to put that lot, out there. It's just a lot of research. We know what our cap space is. Yeah. We 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 you know we we um we we implement a lot of reports that we're hearing yeah. that's circulating. But uh, you know. I, you know, anything can happen at this point. I don't right. think, I mean, it's all speculation. I think the picture become a, a lot more qu- clear in July. Yeah, it comes more clear. Then one thing that I want to mention, even as we, you know, potentially get to this series and talking about this series a little bit, but if Houston does not win this series, do you think it's a definite thing that Chris Paul is back in Houston? Yeah, I, I think at this point, I think he's going to stay because, you know, what I'm seeing out of them now, you know, they was able to tie up. No, yeah, they tied up the up. series. Plus, we yeah. don't know what's happening tonight. You know, we recording this yeah. on the night of the game. Yeah. So just putting that out there as well. We recording this on the night of game three. So we're not exactly sure what's what's going what's going to happen. Gonna happen but, but you know, Houston. You know what I always been saying all season. What's interesting about this series is that you know they're one of the teams that can actually score along with Golden State. They can. They're a high volume scoring team. 
Uh, and that's important when you're playing the Warriors because, you know, you know, like you got an Eric Gordon who can, you know, knock it down. And, you know, Chris Paul, you know, you know he's my second favorite yeah, player. So he's been your man. guy for a while, man. He's, been, he's a good defender, underrated defender. You know, he's not, you know, I think he has. Former Laker Chris Paul. Right. I think, <laughs> is he top 10 in steals? He, I, he, I he's always, that. he's a, yeah. But he, I think he's top 10 in steals in, in a, league history. Always been one of those league leaders yeah. in, year in and year out in that. And good defense. So I, I don't think Steph has really had to deal with, you know, so far this season with, yeah. with a defender like him. Right. So, I mean, I, and then and there's the knees. There's right, the knees. Right. There's that. And what you're saying as well, too, they are making Steph work as a defender. Like, they're making him work on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball. I can't count how many times they didn't got that switch with they James Harden. Him, yeah. They, yeah, with James Harden's up there and he called for it and basically Steph got a switch on him. Now, sometimes they're able to get him out of that. But several times he has had to deal yeah. with that. And then also, too, hey, they... good Coach, Coach Dan and Tony credit. Yeah, man. yeah, right. Yeah. Got to give him credit for that. And then another thing is it reminded me of that Cleveland series the, the when Cleveland won, came back from 3-1, which, you know, the Draymond thing, but we won't yeah. mention that. Um, But when they came back from 3-1, what I saw Cleveland do a lot in that series, they got physical with Steph. So he was feeling their presence. They yeah. were making sure that he was coming and getting hit with screens. They were making sure when they were chasing them around that they were putting a body on them, that they were. And I'm starting to see Houston kind of do a similar thing. They ain't not beating them up as much as Cleveland did, but they are being physical with stuff. You got to. You got to. You you know, with a shooter that likes to run around a lot, a lot of screens are going to be set. You know, when you nudge them, and knock yeah, them out that course. That, that takes some energy, bro. Like yeah. I played ball. Like you'll be surprised at right. how much a nudge. You know, imagine getting nudged. You know, for 30, 40 minutes at a time. Those add up, right. bro. And when you run around screens, you know it takes your energy. Right. But what I think that's interesting here, you know, is you know, is the fact that Chris Paul and and James Harden are equally great ball handlers. So yeah. you're able to see them attack the defense. And then, just like you say, when that switch comes, you still have an elite ball handler and still have an elite playmaker. And then Eric yeah. Gordon is playing out of his mind because yeah. he's finally at a point in his career where he's ha- happy where he is. Yeah. yeah. You know, he didn't want to be in the world. He did not. All he, he, was, he was hurt yeah. every year. He just conveniently have a knee, knee sprain. We used to go to the yeah. games and we see him sitting on the sideline yeah. basically every time we went out there. But right. now, all of a sudden, he in Houston. It and has he been interesting. He's just healthy now, all yeah. of a sudden. So, you know... You know, I think that, you know, they will, you know, make this a little tougher for, for the world. But I think the Warriors will ultimately overcome. But it's just it's just uh, good to see them finally have some competition in the West. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's definitely good to see it. I just feel that when the Warriors go into that other gear, when they're locked in, I think that, you know, we saw them. Yeah, they can take it to another Yeah, level. they can take it to another notch. In game two, I think they... A little relaxed. They they felt that they you know they went on the Houston's court. They already got one out of it. Yeah. You know we kind of did what we were supposed to do. We went yeah. and took home court. I think they came a little bit relaxed in yeah. game two. It's gonna be interesting to watch tonight because I know we both gonna be watching um, to see you know what happens in, in this game three. But like you said, just seeing the matchup, it is intriguing. Um, Houston, 
I don't care what they said. They said, you know, from game one to game two, we're not going to change anything. We've been doing the same thing all all year. Oh. It was obvious that they yeah. played different. Right. It was less iso ball in game two. Yeah. It wasn't, I'm going to dribble this thing for 20 seconds, yeah. and then I'm either getting to the rack or I'm dishing it out. You saw the ball moving around more. Yeah. I don't care what you say. It wasn't, you know, we just doing the same thing. What got us here? You know, come on. Yeah, so Houston's leaving Houston's paradise yeah. to go to the Bay. So, right. you know how loud it can be in the Bay. Yeah, so it can get crazy. I it, can't wait to see the game, bro. It's going to be... It's gonna be pretty. Right, fun. I know. KD been a monster though, bro. KD's KD, been, it, it, KD, that's unguardable, bro. KD is unguardable. He's great. One of the greatest scorers of all yeah. time. Uh, I do think that it's understated, you know, you know, because understated how well he is yeah. because he's on a great team. Right. But uh, he's a he's a monster, bro. Like when you think of a six ten guy with the handles of a two guard, it's ridiculous. With bro. a with a shot, like you know, he's one of the the second best right. shooter on the His team. His release point. It's yeah. ridiculous. How how can anybody contest that? Yeah. How can you truly contest that? To me, the best way to contest KD is almost like what we used to see with Shane Battier and Grant Hill try to do them years with Kobe where they would try to put the hand just in the face as he's shooting instead of trying to go up and truly contest the shot. Let me try to cloud his vision and do that. That's almost the best thing you can do with KD because you ain't getting to that release point. And he's so good that he don't really even see the goal to shoot. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just muscle memory, bro. Yeah. But, but speaking of KD, bro, like, you know, I kind of, I think I tweeted it out last year or something like that, that to me, I think KD is already in my top 15 of all time. Oh, yeah. No, without question. And so, speaking of that, so let's just say we see, we think Golden State that they're going to go on a run. We obviously think that they're a dynasty. That's that's how we feel yeah. about it. I think they, they, pro- I right. think we may be watching the greatest team in NBA history. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very possible that that's the case. So, let's just say KD runs off three, four... Oh, three or four rings. It's kind of difficult to think Damn. that it's gonna get to like five, six. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna get. I think I think they'll get probably about two or three. Yeah. More. So let's just say let's just say he already has one. Let's just say he got to about three or four rings. Where you think KD is sitting on that all time list? I don't know because I mean it's it's become a you know people are a much more progressive thinkers. You know we come from an era where we witnessed MJ who was loyal to one team. Uh, Kobe, who's been loyal to one team. Tim Duncan's been loyal to one team. Uh, Dirk's been loyal to one team. Mm, he skipped over them Wizards years with MJ. But, you know, I know yeah, I get what you know, say. You I know got what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, in his prime. Yeah. You know, I think that was more of a ploy because he was going to own the Wizards eventually. Mm. But, you know, I think that when it's looking like that, when you check people, I'm going to say this, you know, to, to you know, because that is an outlier, you know, Michael Jordan did play with the Wizards for those years, but I'm saying in their prime. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I, I get yeah. what you're saying, no, I, I completely get in what you're saying. Prime, so, I just know yeah. you're going to have that one person listen to the pie like, well, MJ played for the yeah. Wizards, he wasn't loyal. Yeah, so, it, <laughs> let me, in, in the greatest players in their prime to not switch teams, and, you know, I think that people our age are more like, uh, I guess uh, accepting to a yeah. player that's willing to leave the their team shifted, and and plug themselves into an already great team. Like let's keep it real, the Warriors, you know what that year they that was the year they went yeah, seventy two, seventy three and nine, seventy three and nine, and then okay, and then you add the second best yeah. player in the NBA. Yeah, you know, I mean it's ridiculous. You know, yeah. I do. I think to me in my mind, you know, I'm an old school thinker. I feel like you know if you had gone through some tough years. You know, you're supposed to stick it out because my favorite player is Kobe Bryant. That's how Kobe did. 
Yeah. And, you know, Kobe even is quoted as saying, you know, you know, that's what makes it, you know, fun is that you go through those tough years. So then when you get to those great years, you like you can't have great years and not have any tough years. Right. You know, and that's just what in life, you know, you're going to go through some things in life. You can't right. just quit the moment things get tough. So, you know, with that being said, that's why I couldn't really I don't know. I mean, I think that ultimately the people around us at the end of the day, you know, our kids might look at him like, well, look, Katie got four rings. You know, this is what he is on the scoring list. You know, he's he's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. You know, but me and my mom be like, I'm going to tell my kid, look, do you realize he was on, you know, he went to a 72, 72 and 19, 73 and 19, yeah. and, you know, just plugged himself in one of the greatest teams of all time. So I do think that that's a little chip in his armor. Yeah, I think, like you said, I think it's a little bit for us. And for people, of course, that's been paying attention to the NBA forever. But like you said, once this gets to 15 years down the line, 20 years yeah, down no the line, gonna really care. no one's going to care about those details. And that's what LeBron bro. understood. No, that's what, yeah. That's what he stood. Because he went through some rough years. You know, yep. when he first left Miami, people were like, man, oh, he's trash. You know, no, he's wrong for that. He's yeah. trash for that. You know, he'll never be in the same conversation of MJ. Right. And now, and now they <laughs> skip over Kobe and comparing him to MJ. Oh, don't get me yeah. on that, man. Yeah. Don't get me on that, bro. Yeah, so... You know, it's you know fans are fickle. You know, yeah. you know sports fans are very. It's a it's a what have you done for me lately type uh, league. It's yeah. a fandom. You know we. You know it's now it's getting to a point now where you know when I was in the when I was growing up when I was a kid. You know you had one team and no matter if your team was good, no matter if yeah. your team was sad, you was a fan of. Yeah. And now. You know, people telling me, oh, I'm a LeBron fan, so I'm, I was a Heat fan, now I'm a Cavs fan, you know. So, you know, it, you know, that's why it's on record. Me, you, and yeah. Los, we are Lakers fan. We, no anybody, matter what, you can ask no, anybody, no matter what, anybody that knows us, you know, people know we are Lakers fan no matter how good. We, I mean, I'm we are Kobe fans, right. but when Kobe retired... You know, we, you know, even if Kobe decided to go and Fred to somewhere else, we was gonna stick with the Lakers. Right. You know, and that's how fandom, that's how I grew up as fandom being. But now, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, wherever LeBron go, that's where I'm going. You know, I'm a KD fan, so I'm no longer OKC fan. So, you know, I just, you know, I do think that, you know, not to go on a tangent, I do think that that in my eyes that is a chip in his armor. You know, even if he does run off three or four, depending on what happens with this Warriors team, because you know. Clay is saying, oh, why would I sign anywhere else? But yeah. I think that that's more so to take attention off of that subject while he concentrate on the playoffs. I don't think – I think he will consider it. Uh, I'm, I'm – that one is interesting for me. Just because, you know, of course, being a Lakers fan, I listen to ESPN LA like all the time. And, you know, his dad, Michael Thompson, and Mike Trudell, y'all may not even know the Mike Trudell name, but you, Michael Thompson is Clay Thompson's dad. Yeah. He was a Laker, won two chips with the Lakers yeah. back in the day, just to let you know. Um, but just hearing the way that he talks about how Clay thinks, he said that Clay is perfectly fine fitting in that James Worthy role. He said that he really believes that Clay would be comfortable just being in that situation. No matter what. Now, of course, if it's a situation where they just like, hey, Clay, we can only give you $10 million a year, or they completely lowball him or something like that, I think at that point, you know, if money-wise they would do that, I think he would think about it. But from listening to his dad talk about him, who would know him better than any of us would know him, right. um, 
the way that he talks about his son and his mentality, it seems like he loves just being a part of the Warriors. He loves being a part of that. He knows that they can stack championships. His dad was a part of the latter end of the Showtime Lakers, but his dad knows about what it is good to be in a winning culture. It's good to have a chance to stack championships. So I think it's going to be tough to see this squad break up unless something happens and they just have to continue to, like, let's just say I, I got to offer somebody a bad contract because I don't want to pay all of this ridiculous, ridiculous luxury tax. Yeah, because, I mean, they point. got, I think, KD opted in this year, but they're going to have to redo his contract come next year. Yeah. So, you know. You, KD could be a free agent this summer. Right, if right. You want. But we know he's going to stay. You yeah. Know, but they, they're going to, you know, they're going to have to pay him up a, I, I would know, upper 20 mil, close to, you know, you know minimum 30 mil. Steph, at the end of, at at the end of Steph's contract, he's going to be making $40 million a year. Yeah, so, I mean, so, we expect KD contract to be something around that. So, you know, that's that's you know that's something to consider. Uh, I do think that, you know, they're going to have to, with role players-wise, yeah. you know, they role players, probably you'll probably see a decline in that because they're yeah. going to have to pay Clay. They're yeah. going to have to pay that's KD. You know, they have to pay Draymond again, yeah, even though yeah. Draymond just signed an extension. But but he comes up, I think, the year after Clay. Exactly. I think he comes yes. back up the year. So, and, you know, Draymond's the heart and soul of that team. I, yeah. I almost feel like if he, well, we've seen it with the Cavs, which the, you know, series you alluded to yeah, earlier. Everything. You know, where the Cavs was able to come back uh, in the series with 0-3. It was 3-1 at that 3-1, point. And they came and they back came and came won back. the last three games. You know, and when Draymond got suspended, when when uh, LeBron baited him into getting <laughs> yeah. suspended, yeah, that was uh, obvious. But you know, that was the end of that. Yeah, you know, because he, he was the heart and soul. It changed everything, and, yeah. and really, it changed the momentum of that series. And don't don't get us wrong, we're not sitting here, and we're not about to be those guys to say, well, LeBron really only got two rings nah, because this nah, one, we're nah. not those guys. So I know a lot of times y'all be hearing that, and then y'all getting fired up, right. y'all ready to send us. Right. something. we're not saying that in in that sense, and it did take something to come back from that deficit but we still do acknowledge and I still will say to this day I will argue it to any LeBron fan any Cavs fan any whatever anybody whoever want to say something that that <laughs> series would have been over if Draymond never definitely would have been over they took Cleveland's heart in that game for it and I don't anybody watching it saw that they right. took Cleveland's heart until that thing happened Draymond was suspended for game I five sick, and that bro. changed that whole series I was so sick that changed that whole series I was so sick man but you know that's history you know so but yeah um that brings up a, another interesting conversation um do we expect to see? Are you over? Are you over the Cavs Warriors saga? No, oh, I'm over it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm over this, it too. What what is in, at this point? What is intriguing about it? Like we saw literally to me that Cavs team that, that was, was the much yeah. better yeah. last year than they are this year with Kyrie that was a killer. And that, get, that nobody want to say, it, but that was an easy easy series easy, for the Warriors. Yeah. For that gentleman sweep, as they call it, yeah. gentleman sweep, that was just like you know people talk about the old one Lakers and how in that series you know they got caught off guard in that a one in that game one with AI you know after that long layoff, but then what they did they just handled them for the rest of the games and so Cavs got that one little game out the mix where they couldn't miss. I remember that game they must have shot like twenty threes or was it twenty three or something like that three yeah. pointers that they made. It was ridiculous. They set a record that game, um, but. Like you said, that was an easy series. So if you come into this year and you ain't got that guy in Kyrie, don't un- don't 
I don't want to hear anybody undervaluing what Kyrie meant to that squad. Mm-hmm. Kyrie is a stone cold killer. Yeah. Kyrie was giving Mamba mentality. Right. Kyrie was giving buckets. And so you not having that and you think they're gonna go up against the Warriors team who, if not as good or I, better I or think, the same level or come on. I don't think nobody's think I don't think That's anyone's not thinking that. Nobody's thinking that. You know, even I think deep down, LeBron, quote unquote, Cavs fans understand that uh, that if he if LeBron was to somewhat squeak his way into the NBA Finals and made it to the NBA Finals, that the Warriors would basically sweep them. I don't yeah. think nobody's gonna argue. That'd that. be an easy, quick series. Yeah. Man. So, but I mean, I think that if Boston was to make it to the NBA Finals, I think that would be very interesting. Boston's so was, sound defensively, bro. Yeah, they're and so good. When they matched up, even in the regular season, I, it was some tough matchups for the Warriors. Yeah. I, of course, we're not saying we're not sitting here and saying we really think Boston is gonna win a series yeah. if they play the Warriors. Yeah. Nobody in I, our mind no, is gonna be Golden but State. I don't think but, they had a firepower, but they a team that's not relying on one person. They all putting up twelve team. and just like points. the team, yeah, team. And 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 ironically, that's. The that's the type of thing. That's the type of teams that LeBron has issues with. When a team plays as a complete team, you know, like with the Raptors, they were so reliant on Kyle and and, and Demar, you know. But when he faces a, a, you know, that's what you know when he faced the Pacers, you know, that was a complete team, you know. And now he's facing, you know, the Boston Celtics, and they play as a, as a great team. Like when they make a mistake, you know, you, you know, they like young, they young yeah. cats, you know. They like they like you know they play with so much energy. They just like you know. But when you know, the Cavs make a mistake. It's like the end of the world. They right. eyes rolling, shaking their yeah. head. Now, you were supposed to rotate yeah. over there. That was your guy. I got caught on yeah. this switch. I got caught yeah. in these screens. I'm running off this. You supposed to come down and catch him in the post. So you, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. With the Celtics, like you said, they just kind of chalk it up. And they just, like, they just such, like, Brad Stevens is such a great coach. Like, they so sound in the way they execute. Yeah. And defensively, they would, they would make the Warriors work. They would make the Warriors you know, work. Yeah, and then he makes he makes he made Al Hartford so much better, which is yeah. going unsaid. Like Al Hartford, you know, uh, last year, and you know, I mean, not last year, but when he was with Atlanta, you know, we thought it was the end of the road for him. You know, we thought his best years behind him, but he actually has Al invested again. Yeah, and Al is is, is has taken that veteran leadership role, and you know, he's playing great. You know. You know, I think one of the greatest plays in the series that I've seen so far is when uh, Steve Steve Bradley drew up a play where he sent all everybody to half court and got Al that one on one matchup on a switch, and Al made that uh, made that buzzer beating yeah. shot. You know, that's that just shows you the genius of him. And Danny Edge is not, you know, I hate, man, I hate giving so many compliments yeah, to the Celtics. Trying, we, it's so yeah, weird. It's so bad, bro. It's so <laughs> but, uh, bad. We, we got to cover it, bro. We just, because yeah, we know the sports so like, well. Man, I but don't like the Celtics, bro. Danny Edge, you know, he's done, he's done a great job of building this team and his young core. So that's a good segue into, you know, young core being built with the NBA lottery. Yeah. That was very interesting. Did it fall the way you thought it was going to fall? Uh,. I mean, it felt close to it. I mean, it was, it was still somewhat of a shock to see what the Kings get up to the number two pick. Um, Watch but, they do something stupid. Right. Like take take, take uh, that foreign point guard out of... Uh, you don't like Doncic? I like, like Doncic, but I mean, how many guards are you going to take? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that know? is true, but... Like, golly! Yeah, but Luka, Luka looks nice. Now, he I think, does. obviously... He does. I think at the top... 
I I like Aiden as their number. Oh, one pick. I think I think, I think Aiden, Aiden is unanimous. Yeah, I think you got to take yeah, Aiden. I, I think, think the Suns got to take Aiden. They got to. Yeah. They need they need a guy that can you know that can you know inside threat. You know he can step out and shoot yeah. the three ball. He's a great de- defender. I'm seeing some comparison. I, I saw some comparison that people comparing him to uh, to Bill Russell. Who? That's cr- that's, uh, that's that's big, that's big man. time right that's now. Now, the thing about it, of course. I mean, we've we've only seen that old, 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 yeah, old, old footage, footage of, that black oh, and white. Right, you can't even see. Yeah, you don't even totally know what is like. Everybody looking like the right, same. Everybody looking like you just same. know he the black dude on the court. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Tallest guy tall, on the court. Yeah, right. Uh, but I don't know if he's elite defensively like Bill Russell is. I don't think he's that defensive game changer. Now, Bill Russell's to me game, and of course. I couldn't see Bill Russell in week in and week out, and like we could watch Kobe and dissect his game, or watch KG and dissect his game. But I don't think that Bill Russell's offensive game was all that great. Like it was okay. He was okay offensively. I think as a big, he even shot in like the mid low forties. And as a big, that's that's real inefficient. As a big, yeah, you can see that from a guard. I can understand that. I, I think so, Aiden, you know, not outside out of size, but I think skill set. I could compare him to KG. Kevin Garnett. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Kevin Garnett. Because uh, Aiden, Aiden offensively I think is he really, can be, really polished. Right. I think he can, I think he got a more solid post game than this guy I'm about to mention, but it remind me a little bit of Amari Stoudemire. But I think his post game <laughs> is better. Don't get me wrong. Like if he people, heard if he heard if he's listen, if he ever listened to this podcast and heard you say that, he'd be like, What? Right. But y'all was sleeping on Amari. No, y'all forgetting was Amari beast. was a beast. And even his first year with the Knicks, but, Amari was an MVP candidate. But, Amari was one Amari was nice in his How game. much how much how much of his game was really tied to Steve Nash though? I, I would say it was, but then when you look at what he did with the Knicks, that was part of why Melo thought, so oh, I can go to... Who were they point going to the Knicks? Oh, at that time, I mean, the Knicks had so many no shuffle in. Yeah, he had so many people shuffle in and out. Amari was carrying the, the Knicks for good. That's why Melo thought, hey, if I go there, even if they make this crazy deal for me, I have a chance to win because Amari was an MVP candidate so, so at that it, point. are you saying that Melo is a stinker? Uh, like I, when he comes to a team, everything just falls apart. He went to he went to the Knicks. He went to OKC. I won't say this. I won't say that completely because I thought that his squads in Denver, when they were truly built out, um, I thought his squads in Denver were. You fine. remember like, Allen Iverson and uh, yeah, that Melo's parents. That that felt weird. Like I mean, Kobe was giving them buckets in the playoffs. Yeah. He saw them one time in the first round, and then after AI left and Chauncey came over to Denver, Chauncey, then we nice. saw them in the in the Western Conference Finals. That's when Ariza kept making those big steals, yeah. um, in that series. But that was the closest Melo got. But I, I'm not gonna overall just level, label him as a stinker, but he was a stinker this year. I, I know that. I thought we thought ESPN was wrong when they said 64th yeah, best player, they knew something and that we was, that was at that point looking at Melo, that was kind of generous. Like he should almost thank them for having him as number 64 because he might have been more like yeah. 90. I do think it was the system, though. <laughs> I, I do think it was a system. Yeah, it, it, but now he didn't trap himself. Cause he, he, you know, I, I, it'll be hard to pass up that money. Right, right. But the thing about it, at the end of the day, I ain't gonna feel bad for a man that can say, you know what, I'm gonna opt in to 28 mil. Right. I, <laughs> and there's no sympathy for for that at all. Like, right. it, I, it, 
I'm going to opt in to 28 mil. Think that, about what they OKC said. OKC upset, though, because they are they got to pay, you know, they paying Westbrook 30 mil a year. That's why they're trying to push Melo out of that. They, if you pay attention to OKC right now, they saying all the stuff to try to trigger Melo to get but him to say, I'm know, out Mello of that. But they know Melo can't be triggered. If Phil Jackson could trigger this man, if Phil Jackson could trigger this man, Nobody can trigger right, this man. Right. Melo is a businessman. And, he gonna opt in. And if I'm Melo, I'm saying, where is my check? Give me that 28 yeah, mil. Ain't definitely. no way. Because the thing about it, at the end of this, if I want to start playing for cheap then and chasing rings at the end of this deal, then let me do it then. But I got one more year where I can get 28 mil. Yeah. Because this probably be the highest, highest he ever get paid. Oh, that's, that's a wrap. Because he number after this, he, he a role player now. Yeah, he, let's be honest. He'll yeah. he gonna be a role player, and if he gets a ring, it'll be the fact that he jumped on essentially a bandwagon. Yeah, and kind of got them now. Yeah. So who do you like in the NBA draft? In the NBA draft, uh, of course, I mean I'm gonna be biased when I say this. You know, I like Marvin Bagley, bro. Yeah. Duke. You know, I've always. But there's some questions with him defensively. Definitely, definitely some questions there, but I think that can get figured out, and I think honestly too. He may be a guy that plays better on the next level. Everybody, if you yeah. looked at it, they I think his game it. really caters because yeah. he can step out and, and hit the hit the three. Yeah. His offensive game is very his, very polished. His offensive game is it, nice, and I think he's going to be look better defensively at the next level. Everybody thought coming into this year, what was the one thing people questioned about Lonzo? Because it wasn't a shot. It wasn't a shot as much. It was it was the shooting motion, but they thought that he could still potentially shoot it. And they thought he would be a slump on defense. But they thought defensively that he wasn't going to be good well, he's at so all. And he was, and so clever. Yeah. You know, he's and so I think I think defenders. I think Bagley will play better at the next level. I'm interested in. The, I like Trey Young. I I want to yeah. see what he's going to do on the next level. I think everybody writing him off, but yeah. I, he's another guy. What I think his game is more predicated to the NBA than college ball. Yeah. You know, and he you know, had everything on him. Like Oklahoma, what did they have? Outside man, they bro, they put so much on Trey, man. And I respect him because he handled it well. But you know, get him in the league with some better competition around him and see what he can do. You know, he can make plays for other. They're comparing comparing him to stuff. Yeah, and you know, that's that's big shoes that's, to fill. That's big. That's but big. Uh, I know he can pull it from the the half court logo. You know, I know he can make plays for other people. He makes people around him better. Yeah. Because he had Oklahoma in the rankings for, yeah. for the better part of the I mean, season. anytime you lead in the NCAA, you leading in points and assists, you can play. I don't care what they say. If you lead in both of those categories, you can play. Now, we're going to see totally how it translates. I think the thing about him, and I, it's bad that I just used Lonzo as an example and just said Bagley would get by. I wonder about him defensively and wonder how – Athletically, he'll totally match up with some of the the quicker guards, and even his his yeah. size. I mean, he, he got you, okay you, it's size. A, it's turning into evolving into a positionless league. Yeah. So you see a lot of guys that's that are, you know you can cover that up easily. You know the Warriors do it all the time. They'll yeah. put Clay on the on the point on the tough point. They'll put Clay on Westbrook and put yeah. put Steph on yeah. you know right 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 on the, on the whoever, lesser, yeah. yeah whoever's not that good of a scorer. And you know even us when we did it, we put. KCP uh, on, you know, the better point guard on the Westbrook, and we put Lonzo on the off guard, yeah. you know. So, I think there's ways to get around yeah. it. So. I think it got some interesting prospects. So, like you said, mentioning Aiden, of course, we high on Aiden, think he should be the number one pick. Luka Doncic is going to be interesting. He's see, nice, you know, bro. He's, he's, I, I looked at film on him, yeah. bro. He played like a 
I've never seen a never foreign seen, guy I mean, play like he plays. I've never seen a foreign guard play right. like that, bro. Like six eight, running the point, step back threes. He got the step back in Dude his arsenal. Monster. He has the mid range in his arsenal. He also can make plays for other people. He just won the MVP in his league. Yeah, and they just won the championship. Yeah, he, and only nineteen. And only nineteen. The youngest. They say he's youngest, the youngest yeah. MVP. He, in that league, yeah. so I so mean, you look at Aiden, you look at Luca, you look at you yeah. know. I think it's Marvin a very Bagley. top top heavy draft. Though. Jaron Jackson from Michigan State could be a nice little piece. He looking like he gonna yeah, go top I think five. Be a good role player. Uh, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens to Michael Porter Jr. You know, before this, for He's a, a wild while, card. for a while, Michael yeah. Porter Jr. was supposed to be the, the number, number one, one player. And number, like he was supposed to be the number one pick. In this draft, that was stated for many years, and then of course that and injury. And saying a lot that he's gonna go, that he's projected to go top ten, and he didn't play. He only played like three or four career college right. games. Right. So you know that just shows you how good he is, and he said he's the best player in the draft. Now these days, guys right. are saying, you know, like I joked with y'all a couple episodes ago, where, where um. Who was that? Ro- was it Josh Rosen that yeah. says he, you know, uh, Tom Brady got yeah, five, no, yeah, so right, right, right. Yeah. A lot of guys are starting to. Take uh take on great quotes like that, but he did say he the best player in the draft, and I can believe him because of what you just said. He was supposed to be the number one pick, you know. He was, he was a top, highly tied recruit, and you know until that injury that he had, you know, his, that back injury, you yeah. know, he was he was yeah, going. He say he say he feels good. Yeah. He say he feels better than ever. So I mean, like you said, it's gonna be interesting to see how this shakes out. Obviously, you know, we'll be talking a little bit more about it, but it's gonna yeah. be it was interesting to see the lottery and it was interesting to finally have a year that we didn't have to worry about the draft. What before. did that feel awesome, man? Yeah. Like we didn't have to worry about it. like I could just enjoy the lottery. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't have to be nervous you know, like we used to be we, so stressed. Yeah, because we could have lost our pick, like, you know, bro, we used to be texting each other all the time. Yeah. The three of us, we all like, yeah. okay, wait, what is it? And then they'll finally get to the countdown and we used to be sick, bro. Yeah. Used to be sick because if the last two years if we if we didn't land at number two we would have lost that pick because of the Steve Nash trade and everything. Yeah, so, so we made it out of that. The, I felt fine. And then it came out good because my other pick what didn't move. So we yeah, did, you know we came out of yeah. that just giving up the tenth pick. I was fine with I'm that. Fine and with we that. still got the twenty fifth pick in this draft. We still got the twenty fifth pick. Yeah, and it could be an asset to trade for Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like that. I, so fantasy world. The trade. Let's put together a package for Kawhi for the Lakers. Put together a package for Kawhi. Yeah, that. All right. I, th- I feel like I'm gonna go first. B-I. Oh, you go. Okay, you go. Twenty-five, twenty-fifth pick. All right, it's gonna go. We attach. Um, I think we would have to attach Randall to it. That's I wouldn't gonna want be to. tough though, but that's gonna be tough because of his free agency situation. Yeah. His restricted free agency. That's gonna be. But the, the other team what? San Antonio is going to have to be willing to say, all right, we are fine with making Julius Randle a max player because if you could even, let's just say, it's still tough to work around the trade anyway, but if you trade it for him, let's just say you get him and then he tests free agency and then the Mavs say, okay, we're going to max him out. San Antonio, you got to be willing to max match that or you didn't just lost him. So it's I like, think they, they definitely, I think they will with how he played last year. And then if you're losing a player, a star like Kawhi, and you could potentially get a Randall star, you know, Randall played like a star last year. So, you know, if you could potentially get that back, I don't think you would have any issue maxing him up. And I don't, you know, so I think that it'll be 25th pick, Randall. I think that we have to trade a future first round pick as well. And. Well, we'll throw in, uh, who will throw in? 
Uh, I don't think we have any throw-ins, honestly. Yes. We could throw in Josh Hart. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> what you think for Kawhi? And then who All we right. have to get somebody back to 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 uh, to uh, even it out. Uh, so I don't really know. I don't. Spurs. I don't really. I Spurs. don't really. All right. So for me, of course. You gotta, you gotta Harris. Okay, <laughs> Harris and Kawhi uh, for the twenty fifth pick, the future first round pick, and Josh Hort for Kawhi. And All Harris. right, I think honestly, you are gonna have to come off a of, of B.R. Coos. You honestly, that's gonna have to happen in a trade for Kawhi. That's just what I think. So I think you gotta, you gotta give up the twenty fifth pick. No, you hate to hear. it. Gotta throw Brandon Ingram in now. You <laughs> see, I already mentioned yeah, yeah, I, you, I you hit him away. Yeah, tucked him away. You tried to tuck away all your players that you just want to stash. Uh, but you, you gotta, you gotta go ahead and say, all right, bi. I mean, we believe you, and I still think he could be a star. You put him in San Antonio, Popovich gonna make him into a star. Yeah. Uh, twenty fifth pick, bi. Josh Hart. And hope they take the Luau Dean contract. <laughs> oh, they're not gonna take that. They're not gonna take that. No, they're not gonna take that deal. Right. The way we that stuck they with that yeah, contract, the, bro. the way that they take the the way that they take Luau Dean's contract, you got to give up more than you really want to give up. If you saying that you're gonna give up Bi and Kuz and that 25th pick and the future first round pick, they would eat that contract. Yeah, I think I, if you offer that that next year's first round pick, I think they'll eat the contract. They're gonna eat that contract, but. I take back Harris, not Harris, but in my trade for Murray, we'll get Murray back. You, you think they're gonna give away that young piece in Murray? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> you, you really are like us. Hey, bro, your fandom is definitely coming out, bro. bro. You, try, you try to, you try to definitely get get over on him a little bit, but I. I mean, it is definitely possible for it to happen. Of course, as Lakers fans, we would love to see it happen. Yeah. And to me. Of course, I'm not giving away everything, but I'd be willing to essentially give away more if I knew, okay, we're going to throw PG on top of this. And oh, yeah, yeah. If LeBron sees PG and sees Kawhi, like we mentioned earlier, he's yeah. coming. So, uh, Robin, Robin Magic, man, if you listen out there, we gave y'all a couple options. Not that we don't trust y'all. We know y'all know what y'all doing, but, you know, it's always good to get a second pair of eyes on the deal. So. Right, right, right. And, um... I like what they said was no young core, nobody in our young core is untouchable. I love that quote. Yeah. I love it. Right. No, I, th- I think everything for us as an organization, I think it's everything more psychological, be on, yeah. bro. We back to our glory days when Dr. Bus, right. we playing those psychological games right. now, bro. It's, it's so much better yeah. publicity. Like, even to our organization for I don't know how many years has just been looked at. Oh, they can't sign this guy. They can't sign that guy. They put all their eggs in this basket. Magic and Rob have done such a good job of repositioning us, you know, building their young, well, you know, they inherited some of their young core, mm-hmm. but continually building it up. But even the way that they deal with the press, they said this may happen in 2018 or it might happen in 2019. So what that's telling you is if we don't land these guys in 2018, yeah. we still gave ourselves that cushion for 2019. So it's not an ultimate failure. That's just no, we position ourselves and ready to go to 2019. And, and so yeah. it's just... I knew we. I knew when, when Rob and Magic, you know, when they actually, you know, the first deal that I knew where they was on the right track is when we unloaded that Mozgov contract. Yeah. In the D'Angelo Russell trade, you know, at first I was like, you know, I saw on my phone D'Angelo Russell trade, but then I was like, oh, I see what yeah. they did there. And then, you know, 
even when you look at the dra- on draft night, we made that trade to go up and get Kuz. Right. So that was important. And then the, the even the Isaiah Thomas trade, that didn't hurt us because we, it was an expiring contract. Not only was it an expiring contract, but we also was able to get our first-round pick. Back. Yeah, and we unloaded. Because we originally we, didn't have that first-round pick. And we unloaded Clarkson in the process of that. You and weren't going to have that yeah. chance to sign two max guys with Clarkson's contract still on the books. They're geniuses, man. They know what they're doing, bro. they they really doing everything we, we said they should. have competent do. management again, yeah. bro. How does that feel? Finally have competent yeah. management again, yeah. bro. And, and then we doing all of the right things to even blur the lines. Like, come on, we signed KCP. Which we know that he's yeah. connected to LeBron James. We know the whole Rich yeah. Paul connection. So yeah. you know we could be talking to to Rich Paul about KCP, but we still got the end line with the LeBron thing. Yeah. Julius Randle and, and Paul George share the same agent, so yeah. you know we. Then Brian Shaw and Paul George yeah. are very close. close. Yeah, yeah, from so, the time. So it's right, like we yeah. we got these little connects that we like throwing it's around. Good, in there, so. and, you know, one thing about it is that. We on the right track, and that's that's couldn't be said. Like at one point, I didn't know what was the fate of our. <laughs> we actually fun to watch again. Yeah, you know, it's been some tough years for the past couple of years. Just right. watching us, just knowing we was gonna lose. You know, being on primetime TV, getting blown out. You know, we actually right. now we're fun to watch. Bruh, we started to line up one year, when I think it was Xavier Henry. If anybody knows oh who my that is, <laughs> Jordan Hill, who's been out of the league for years. Robert Sacre. Yeah. I don't know if anybody knows. You know, you know the background story on him? They say that Jim Buss loved Robert Sacre. And he didn't even want to deal with him. He didn't want to deal him or nothing. He felt he was an asset. He loved Robert Sacre. We all know how bad that turned right. out. Like he was about to be the next. Like he was going to be Aiden-esque or something but like that. tell me this, man. Your job is on the line. You know your job is on the line. You in, you in the middle of free agency. Okay, let's sign Mozgov and Lyle Dane to huge contracts. The, the thing that aggravated me the most with those deals, I understood the way that the cap ballooned and expanded that year that you had to use up that cap space. I understand that. Those guys would have taken those uh, that amount of money on two years, though. You gave them four-year contracts. Those two guys would have taken two-year deals. Or even if you gave them... A three-year deal where it was two years with a team option on the third. Yeah. You telling me Maz guy ain't just gonna say, "Oh, well, you offer me sixteen million a year, but it's only for two or three years, maybe." Yeah, I'm an attorney. Care. You think Dean gonna say, "Well, you offer me eighteen million, but it's only for two or three years instead of four. I'm not gonna take that." No, they would have took that money, and then at this point right now, we wouldn't even have to worry about unloading that right. Lou Dean contract. We wouldn't have we we would we could have still had D'Angelo Russell and flipped him for a different asset outside of just trying to unload him while, you know, getting a Maz contract off our books. So, Damn. shout out to Magic and, and Rob Palenka yeah, for what they're doing for us. We done got out of this whole gym bus era. Mitch Kupchak, I don't have as bad feelings about you. You helped build I think he's contenders. Turn the around. Yeah, you helped build contenders in the past. Uh, so, still shout out to you. But I think the Hornets going to turn it around because I think he's in that president position and gym position. So, I think that I think he's gonna turn the Hornets around pretty fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm, I'm I can't wait to see what they're gonna do in this draft. They got they got don't they have back to back picks? I don't remember. You what? testing my memory on this oh, one? No, the Clippers got back. to The Clippers yeah. have back to back because they got twelve and thirteen. And why did like why'd she turn this team around? Oh, bro? Jerry Buss, <laughs> yeah. man. How, 
Jerry West. Jerry West. I'm mixing everything up right now, but that's how I got. It's a Lakers. Watch how you turn them around, bro. Like even even the trade he made for Blake Griffin, that was genius, bro. That was genius, bro. Because he got. He got Alfred Payton. He still got a young core. He got Obad Orlando. Yeah, he got uh Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, who's who's a staple. Yeah, got picks. Who's still developing? And honestly, too, you know, and I don't want to see this happening. They could be another team that's in the contention for trading for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. There could be another team that's out there that's... If, if anybody can make it happen, Jerry West can make it happen. Yeah, you see what he did with the Lakers in years? He the one who discovered Kobe. Well, I'm not saying he discovered Yeah, Kobe but he sense, made but it happen. He made it happen. He saw that that was going to be greatness. So that Kobe, yeah. he convinced Shaq to come to LA. Yeah. So he built that unit. But what, what, I'm, what I'm concerned about is why you choose to go to the Clippers, bro? Like, that's why I, I think... <laughs> I think what happened is honestly, as a, I put it a little bit on us as an organization. We really froze them out. They really, if they wanted it to kind of be Magic and Rob Palinka's thing, and they really kind of froze Jerry West out. And so I think he was looking for something. He's an LA guy, so if Clippers got an opening, we want to pay you the big bucks as the Clippers to come turn us around. My Lakers don't want to give me a chance. Bruh, isn't it so nice to be at your point of your career where you're, you're successful in, in the Bay? And you're like, uh, I'm bored with this. Let, right. me, let me see what other team yeah, I can make. What other, what other team, team I can, can make, make better? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I built up the Lakers, got some yeah. championships with them. You know, I built up the Golden State yeah, Warriors. Like, yeah. You know. yeah, let me see what I can do over here with the Clippers. Yeah, I, so, hope, I hope he fails miserably. Yeah, so, <laughs> so man, I think we done wrapped up another episode here. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate you as always for listening. Make sure that you check us out, as I always say, on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, and on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. And make sure that you leave a review for us and rate us, please, because that means a lot. For some reason, I see all the right. top uh, got good guys, so good podcasters out there always say that. So I'm yeah. just trying to mimic. <laughs> yeah, make sure. Yeah, I, no, out yeah, I like that. I like yeah, it. I figure out the benefit of it, but you know, make sure you leave a review. Um, also, make sure that you're hitting us up on Twitter and Instagram. We're always on there looking at comments and replying. We're always looking to reply. Make sure that you continue supporting us. Uh, make sure that we you uh, support us on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure that you give us a follow. That's O underscore Benchwarmers on Twitter and Instagram. And um, as well, we got T-shirts coming soon. Yeah. They've been in demand. People have been asking us about them. T-shirts are coming very, very, very soon. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And I know you're going to support us with that as well. And that's it. Right. We here. We out of here one more time. Just shout out to our boy Los. Yeah, shout out to Los, man. We, we can't wait to get back, get you back on here doing our thing, man. And we out of here. Peace. All right. Peace.